0: chapter nine of the bobbsey twins on blueberry island by laura lee hope this librivox recording is in the public domain a night scare well are you all ready asked daddy bobbsey as he came out and locked the front door on the steps in front of him or else down the front walk where his wife nan bert Flossie, freddie sam dinah snoop in his traveling crate whisker the goat hitched to his wagon and a pile of trunks boxes and other things if we're not ready we never will be said mrs bobbsey with a sigh and a laugh as she looked over everything we are going so far but what we can send for anything we forget which is a good thing but i guess we're all ready daddy good here comes the express man for our trunks and behind him is the automobile we're going to take down to the steamer dock now have you children everything you want and he looked at flossie and freddie particularly i've got my best doll and snoop's in his cage said flossie and my other dolls are in the trunk and so are the toys i want is your fire engine packed freddie cause you might want it if the woods got on fire yep my fire engine is all right answered the little fellow and i've got everything i want i guess except maybe he was thinking then oh i forgot em i forgot em he quickly cried open the door daddy i forgot em forgot what his father asked with a smile the tin bugs that go around and around and around answered freddie you know the ones i buy to new york i want em well it's a good thing you thought of them before we got away for i wouldn't have wanted to come back just to get the tin bugs but they go around and around and around cried flossie who liked the queer toys as much as did her brother they're lots of fun well as long as we're going to camp on blueberry island for fun as much as for anything else said mr bobbsey i suppose we'll have to get the bugs come on freddie the little twin had wrapped his tin bugs in a paper and left them on a chair in the front hall, so it was little trouble to get them. Then the trunks, bags, and bundles were piled in the wagon and taken to the steamboat dock, while the Bobbsey family, all except Bert, took their places in the automobile. Bert was to drive Whisker to the wharf, as it was found easier to ship the goat and wagon this way than by crating or boxing the animal and his cart i'd rather ride with bert and whisker than in the auto said freddie wistfully as he saw his brother about to drive off so would i added flossie who always chimed in with anything her twin brother did but you can't said mrs bobbsey decidedly if you two small twins went with bert in the goat wagon something would be sure to happen You'd stop to give someone a ride, or you'd have a race with a dog or a cat, and then we'd miss the boat. You must come with us, Flossie and Freddie, and Bert. Don't lose any time. The boat won't wait for you and Whisker. I'll be there before you, promised Bert, and he was, for he took a shortcut. He said on the way he had stopped at the police station to ask if there was any news about the missing Snap. But the trick dog had not been seen and so the bobsies went to camp without him if there had not been so much to see and to do they would have been more lonesome for snap than they were as it was they missed him very much but bert held out a little hope by saying perhaps they might find their pet on blueberry island though why he said it he hardly knew all aboard! Called the steamboat man as the Bobbseys settled themselves in comfort, their goods having been put in place. The goat wagon was left on the lower deck, where stood the horses and wagons that were to be taken across the lake. For the steamer was a sort of ferry boat. All aboard! Called the deck hands. There was a tooting of whistles, a clanging and ringing of bells, and the boat slowly moved away from the dock oh it's just lovely to go camping sighed nan we haven't really begun yet said bert wait until we get to the woods and have to go hunting for what we want to eat and cook it over an open fire that's the way to live i guess there won't be much hunting on blueberry island said mr bobbsey with a laugh we can make believe can't we asked freddie oh yes you can make believe said his mother and that sometimes is more fun than having real things i will not tell you all the things that happened on the steamboat for so much more happened on blueberry island that i will have to hurry on to that besides the trip to the middle of the lake did not take more than an hour and not so much can take place in an hour i say not much and yet sometimes lots of things can but not a great deal did to the bobsies this time though to be sure a strange dog tried to get hold of snoop in his crate and freddie nearly fell overboard reaching after his hat which blew off but i could swim even if i did fall in he said for mr Bobbsey had taught all four twins how to keep afloat in water well we don't want you falling in his mother answered now you sit by me this Freddie did for a short time. Then he got tired of sitting still and jumped down from his chair, at the same time calling to his little sister, Say, Flossie, let's go and watch the engine. All right, answered the little girl, ready as always to do anything her brother suggested. As Flossie jumped from her chair to join her brother, she accidentally kicked an umbrella belonging to a man who was sitting nearby and the umbrella fell to the floor and slipped out under the railing right into the water oh 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 gasped flossie but freddie turned and ran as fast as he could to the stairs that led to the lower deck here where are you going cried his father and started after his son goin after that umbrella i think not and mr bobbsey caught up with freddie and picked him up in his arms meanwhile mrs bobbsey told the man how sorry she was and said that they would replace the umbrella but the man returned that he would not allow that no one needs an umbrella on such a lovely day anyway he said but a deckhand who was cleaning some mops in the water had already rescued the umbrella blueberry island called a man on the steamer after the boat had made one or two other stops all off for blueberry island oh let us off let us off cried flossie getting up in such a hurry from her deck chair that she dropped her doll we're going camping there i guess the passengers know it by this time without your telling them laughed her father but come on don't forget anything such a scrambling as there was such a gathering together of packages umbrellas fishing rods hats caps gloves and the crate with black snoop in it sam and dinah helped all they could and between them and mr and mrs bobbsey and the children the family managed to get ashore at last a gangplank had been run from the boat to the dock and over this bert drove whisker and the goat cart the goat seemed glad to get off the steamboat oh wouldn't snap just love it here cried nan as they went on shore and looked at the island isn't it too bad he isn't with us i'm going to find him declared bert those old gypsies shan't have our trick dog blueberry island was indeed a fine place for a camp in the winter no one lived on it but in the summer it was often visited by picnic parties and by those who liked to gather the blueberries which grew so plentifully giving the island its name in fact so many people came to one end of the island in the berry season that a man had set up a little stand near the shore where he sold sandwiches coffee candy and ice cream since many of the berry pickers and others who came grew hungry after tramping through the woods but where mr bobbsey was going to camp with his family the berry pickers and picnic parties seldom came as it was on the far end of the island so our friends would be rather by themselves which was what they wanted mr dalton the man who kept the little refreshment stand had his horse and wagon on the island and he had agreed to haul the bobbseys trunks and other things to where their tents already put up awaited them. And can't we ride there in the goat wagon, asked Freddie of his mother, as he saw Bert get up behind Whisker in the little cart. Yes, I think you and Flossie may ride now that we are on the island, said Mrs. Bobbsey. Do you want to go, Nan? No, I'll walk with you and Daddy. I'll get enough goat rides later. Oh, how nice it is, cried Mother Bobbsey when she and Nan came in sight of the tents of the camp i know we shall like it here i hope you will said her husband and now we must see about something to eat i suppose the children are hungry Days always that way laughed fat dinah i never seen em when day wasn't hungry but just show me where's de cook stove and something to cook and they won't be hungry long my honey lambs dinah was as good as her word and she soon had a fine meal on the table in the dining tent, for the men Mr. Bobbsey had hired to set up the canvas houses had everything in readiness to go right to housekeeping, as Nan said. There were several tents for the Bobbsey family. One large one was for the family to sleep in, while a smaller one near the kitchen tent was for Dinah and her husband. Then there was a tent that served as a dining room, and another where the trunks and food could be stored in this tent was an ice box for a boat stopped at the island every day and left a supply of ice the children helped to unpack and settle camp though if the truth were told perhaps they did more to unsettle it than otherwise but mr and mrs bobbsey were used to this and knew how to manage so the meal was eaten whisker was put in his little stable made under a pile of brushwood and the children went out rowing in a boat they had lots of fun that afternoon and bert even did a little hunting for snap thinking that by some chance the trick dog might be on the island but snap was not to be found though of course we didn't half look bert said we'll look again tomorrow." and now it was evening in twin camp as the bobbseys had decided to call their place on blueberry island there had been quite a talk as to what to name the camp but when dinah suggested twin everyone agreed that it was best so twin camp it was called and daddy bobbsey said he would have a wooden sign made with that on it and a flag to hoist over it on a pole Beds were made up in the sleeping tent, and soon even Nan and Bert declared that they were ready to go to slumberland by the quickest train or steamboat which was headed for that place. They had been up early and had been very busy. Flossie and Freddy dropped off to sleep as soon as they put their heads on the pillows. Freddy did not know what time it was when he awakened. It was in the night, he was sure of that. For it was dark in the tent except where the little oil light was aglow. What had awakened him was something bumping against him. His cot was near one of the walls of the sleeping tent and he awoke with a start. Hi, he called as he felt something strike against him. Who's doing that? Stop it, stop it, I say. Freddie, are you talking in your sleep? asked his mother who had not slept very soundly. No, I'm not asleep," Freddie answered. "But something bumped me. It's outside the tent. Maybe it's Whisker feeling of you with his horn," said Flossie, who slept near her brother and who had been awakened when he called out so loudly. "It—it it didn't feel like Whisker. It was softer than his horns," Freddie said. Momsie, I want to come into your bed." "No, Freddie, you must stay where you are. I guess it was only the wind blowing on you." No, it wasn't, said Freddy. It was a bump that hit me. I'm afraid over here. End of chapter 9